Well, this week's guest on our Bread the Blue official podcast is Jake Bidwell, currently playing his trade in the championship with Coventry City. And Jake, just at the moment, one or two results aren't going Coventry's way. But when you see where the football club is now from where they were or have been in the last 10 years, it's a it's a great story, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think the um, the manager's done an unbelievable job with his coaching staff to, to you know, get the, the club back on an upward curve, really. Um, and to be fair, that was one of the reasons I that it attracted me. I, I've been here, I joined last January now. Um, and that was one of the things. It just seemed like a feel-good factor was back a little bit. You know, it's obviously, it's a massive club, a one-club city. Um, and to be fair, the, the, the support's even surprised me. I said that a few weeks ago in an interview I did. I did with Coventry, um, and the, you know, the, the the size of the club, the potential of it is 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 huge. Um, and with obviously, they didn't have the stadium for a couple of years, but with the fans being back in their own stadium, um, yeah, everything seems to to be going the right way um, in the football side of things. So um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to be playing my part in it at the minute, and hopefully we can keep going from strength to strength in the next couple of years as well. OK, let's go right back to the beginning then, Jake. When did you first join Everton Football Club? How old were you? Yeah, so my, my mum was a bit of a mad story. Um, I joined at 11 as, as, a, as a goalkeeper. As a goalkeeper? Um, as a goalkeeper, yeah. Um, was was there for two years as a goalkeeper. Um, and just got to a point, like I say, I was around 13, just wasn't really enjoying it anymore. Um, and then decided I, I was going to go... Just go and play out, out, outfield with my mates. Just enjoy it again. And to be fair to Everton, they were, they were good with me. They just said, take six months off, see how you feel. Um, and in that time, I ended up getting picked for the, uh, well, it was Sefton. Sefton at the time was, was my um, sort of um, reg- regional team um, and ended up getting picked up again as by an Everton scout. Um, <laughs> I never so knew I ended that. Up coming back six months. So ended up coming back six months later as as a as a centre half at the time. So, um, yeah, I say officially on the books from eleven, but I say a bit of a bit of a mad start. <laughs> so you literally just went home one day, threw your gloves in the bin, decided to play out. It, in in a nutshell, yeah. Um, to be fair, I've, I've been an outfield player before, um, and I, I I wasn't a goalkeeper long before I got picked up by by Everton. Um, so I hadn't been in goal that long before that that started. To be fair, so I'd, I'd always been all right outfield sort of thing. But then I don't know something just changed in that six months, and I say I ended up going back. So um, yeah, probably the best decision I ever made. Looking looking back now, <laughs> just a bit. So who were your who were your teammates at the time when you were thirteen, fourteen? Anybody that we'd know? Um, so the in in the age group above me was Jose Baxter. James Wallace, Adam Forshaw, um, Adam Davis came a bit later. Um, and then coming up behind me was uh, John Lundstrom, Hallam Hope, um, Ross Barkley. Um, and then my age was myself, Luke Garbutt, um, Ryan Watson, who's he's at Salford at the minute. So there's, um, yeah, there's a few in and, in and around my age we had. Some you know, good players and some good players in that little two three year spread, wasn't there? Yeah, we we had a, we had the yeah we had a decent group. We said so we we won the we won the night cup, um, we won the milk cup as well, which would uh, you know at that sort of age are two two big tournaments to to win. So um, yeah, we we did we did okay. And then you say look at the lads now, uh, quite a few have gone on to have, have mm. good careers. So um, 
yeah, no, good, good, good group of lads, to be fair. How beneficial was what we term old school reserve football? Because you were only 16 years of age and you were playing against experienced professionals, weren't you, at reserve level? Yeah, no, it was it was it was invaluable. I think. Um, I say you look at the you look at the well the, the the players I've just I've just named there. You'd think must have had an half decent side, but we were getting. I remember there was one time we were just we were getting beat most weeks because we were coming up against. I remember my first reserve game. I think I might have still been in school and Man United had the likes of Danny Welbeck playing. Um, I think James Chester and people like that might have played. Who, you know, so it's just you know testing yourself against them types of players. You know, it, and so you're getting beat every week. It builds character as well. To be fair, so mm. um, yeah, I, I do. I do think that's a that was, that was massive for us. Um, and yeah, I, it's probably a debate for another day whether the, the new regime is better or not. But I, I certainly don't think it did us any harm back then. That's for sure. It didn't do you any harm to play for Andy Holden either, did it? He was a proper old school defender. Yeah, no, we obviously had Taff and, and Stubbsy with the with the two reserve team managers um, when we came through. But, you know, again, they, they were brilliant for us, not only in a football sense, but in, in a life sense as well. They instilled disciplines into you that, you know, you, you definitely take with you for the rest of your career. And you, you probably take, you know, you take in, you could take them principles into any, any life experience, really, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Say life principles to to live by, um, and you know it really it's like it's stood you in good stead from a football perspective, but also as a person as well. I think. Can you remember the first few times that you were called across to train with the first team? Yeah, just n- nervous and absolutely blown because of the tempo was just compared to the, obviously academy football was just you know it was that you know that's where you want to be and it's the Premier League everyone can see how fast it is now and you know when, the, when you go and experience that for the first few times it's just <laughs> you just want to go home and, and go to bed you're just knackered um, I remember doing a session with um, Victor was over there Victor Anachibi was over there you know was coming up against him as a young lad who's just obviously he was an absolute beast mm-hmm. um, and obviously the, the same again really there was just good pros everywhere you know um, as a young lad learning you just try and take it all in you say the, the squad at the time was sort of, you know, uh, Bainsey, Phil Neville, uh, Michael Alter, you know, people like that, Sylvan Distan, and you look at them just top, top pros throughout the career and say, as a young lad coming through, there was, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better group to learn off, really. Were they good with you, Jake? Did they give you bits and pieces? Yeah, no, um, Leighton Baines and Tony, as you know, especially before the, the Barté game that I actually played and just giving you a little you know, little um, tips and just telling you to relax and enjoy your game. But it's, um, it, it was more just watching and learning, you know, how they conduct themselves, you know, what they sort of do in the gym, how they train and things like that. that you just pick up like that, the intensity that they work at every day. And it was more from that side. You just, you say, you see how they worked and you, and you just picked up as, as much as you could while you were over there. December 09 it was, wasn't it? Bate Borisov and David Moyes yeah. took the unusual decision to name the team the day before. I was with David Moyes. We had the press conference at Goodison and he named the team the day before because he wanted the supporters to know who was going to play. So can you remember when he actually tapped you on the shoulder and said, by the way, you're playing? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I remember that. It was, it was obviously the morning before the game, just went in expecting to train as normal. Um, and then obviously got the shout that we were playing. So it was, um, 
yeah, sort of bit of a whirlwind, really. I can't really remember too much about it. I remember training the day before, going through some set pieces and things like that. Um, but it was probably probably a good thing that, you know, it was a bit unexpected. There was no real time to get nervous. It was just sort of, you know, you're in, just sort of like, oh, quick, just just get on with it sort of thing. Prepare as best you can and get on with it. So um, Did you sleep well that night? So I can't really remember. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I can't, I can't really remember, to be fair. I think I was just running on adrenaline for the next 48 hours, you know, building <laughs> up to the game. And then obviously after it, I think it was just, yeah, it's just one big adrenaline rush, to be fair. Um, but obviously something that's something I'll never, ever forget to, um, you know, that was my, my only appearance. But um, obviously I would have liked to have made a few more. But, you know, I know there's a lot of Evertonians that give the give the left arm to to make one appearance. So um, it's something that, you know, I'll always be proud of, definitely. Absolutely. And and it was it was a it was a bit it was a massive game for a for a sixteen year old boy, wasn't it? There was it, although it was a dead rubber, you must have felt pressure being a sixteen year old boy running out of Goodison Park for the first team. Yeah, do you know what I think at that age you don't actually understand the magnitude of it because you are so young and you you're so new to it all. You don't actually I, I think you you probably look back now and you think, wow, that was it, it was massive. But at the time you just you want to get out there and just do as best you can. Um, and it's just, yes, I think I was that young that I didn't actually realise the, the magnitude of it, which which maybe helped. Um, to be fair, but yeah, say like I say, it was it ended up being my, my only appearance, which obviously, I say would have liked to have made a few more, but it's it's one more than you know a lot of people. And I say I'm sure a lot of people would like to have one to the name anyway. Well, you can call yourself an Everton player. That's the main thing, Jay. Was there any yeah, feedback? No, exactly, any, yeah. any feedback after the game? Did Moisey say anything to you? Um, in fact, did you have a relationship uh, with David Moyes at the time? Not, not, not particularly. No, it was it, to be fair. He was more just he he talked to you when you went up and trained with the, the first team. But I was never maybe around that period. I was I was a little bit, but I was never really in the first team. So I was never really his player, so to speak. You know, I was always under Taff and and Stubbsy's um, sort of leadership, really. So I was never really, so never really his problem. Um, I never really got to that point where I was in the first team sort of pushing, um, you know, to get in regularly, if you like. So, mm. which is which is fair enough, you know, the you know, manager of Everton, you, you've got enough things to worry about rather than, you know, I think it was more a case of once you're in the first team squad, then worry about your sort of thing. But like I say, I, I don't think I quite fully made that step. Although you're only 16, 17, 18, while well, you, you, you were in and around it, shall we say, did, did you ever look ahead at, at Leighton Baines and think, I'm never going to get in here. Leighton Baines is probably at the time the best left back in the Premier League. So it was always going to be a challenge, wasn't it, for anybody to break through at that, in that position? <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, I think I think I could still be waiting now if he was still playing. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, no, it, it just it just it gets to that point where you say you, you I made a, an appearance at 16 and say it wasn't really anywhere close to, to making any sort of real breakthrough, if, if you like. I, I might have been in with a shout you know, for a cup game here or here and there or whatever. But in terms of playing week in, week out, I, you know, I was never I was never really close to doing that because because of say Benz's form. And I think that's it. You, you, I, I realised that pretty quickly, you know, I thought I'm you know I'm gonna have to go out and get some games. Um I ended up going up to Brentford at eighteen. Um like I say that was probably the best thing I ever did because mm. you say Benz at the time best left back in, in, in the country for me. And you know if it wasn't for Ashley Cole, he would have had probably tripled the amount of England caps he did. So, um, 
yeah, no, that was that was just you know, I say I was pretty aware of that early on and um it's how beneficial unfortunately how for me that how beneficial were the with the with the loan spells at Brentford? As you say, you were you were still only 18 years of age, so it's it's a big move for, for a footballer and for a young man, isn't it? Yeah, no, to be fair, I um I, I got the call saying that Brentford wanted to take you and I I said yeah, but then my next question after that was where is it? Because I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> um, I just wanted to get out and play some some games. So, but you know, Brentford were brilliant, brilliant for me. Um, you know, I went there for a month on loan and ended up staying for about five years, I think. Um, so it was, yeah, say it was, you know, brilliant. Just as a young lad, you say you just want to go out and play some games, and then you sort of you go there. They're in League One at the time, and you do quite well, and then you start thinking. You know, you want to make the next step, the next step, and you know that's the way it works for a lot of young lads. You sort of have to drop down to try and try and work your way back up. Um, and you say, I'm, I'm thankful for them that they gave me the chance at that time, and say went for a month and ended up playing over 200 games for them. So um, yeah, no, it, it worked out okay. When you when you were on your second loan at Brentford, was it then that you started to think to yourself that it just wasn't going to happen at Everton and that you would have to make the move permanent? Yeah, no, I, I think so. Um, yeah, it was just I was I was there was you sort of realise the difference, you know, when you when you go somewhere and you're in the first team, and you become an important player, sort of thing. Um, and then once you get that taste of first team football, you don't really want to go back to playing reserve team football. Um, and like I say, Baines wasn't going anywhere anytime soon, um, and it would have been difficult for anyone to to get him out. Never never mind me. So. Um, yeah, no, I felt like I was improving at Brentford. That, that was a club, obviously, going in the right direction, as, as people can see now. Um, but that, but that journey was sort of for for that that club was going on, you know, back at that time as well. They were looking to to build and and take things to the next level. So it worked quite well for me that they were they were a club that were trying to make the next step as I was trying to make the next step at the same time, really. So um, yeah, it was say it was it was a good move for me. Was it a process? Was it a leaving process for you, Jake? Did you have to say to David Moyes or or, or Taff or Stubbsy or whoever was there that listen, I'm I'm not coming back, or did you just stay at Brentford and that was it? I th- I think it sort of just progressed naturally. Really, I, I say the first year when I'm loaned for six months, came back, did pre-season at Finch Farm, um, ended up going back on loan for the year, the following year, and then we lost in the playoff final, um, and then. I think, but then that was when Brentford wanted to take me permanently, and I think yeah, it was just, it just made sense at the time. You know, like I say, there was, there was, there was no, there wasn't going to be a role for me at Everton. And I say, when you become quite an important player and you're playing week in week out at a club that's trying to push to go places, you know, it was just one of them that just made sense. So, um, yeah, it, it was just, yeah, the the the, two, the the last time I walked out at Finch Farm, I didn't know it was going to be my last time. If that if that makes sense, it wasn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it it was just one of them. I went and and, and never came back. But um, you say that that that's football. It makes such a difference, doesn't it, to a footballer when you're playing for a team, and and your teammates need to win, and there's fans watching you, and the fans are desperate for you to win. Because it, 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 let's get it right, that's not always the case at reserve or academy level, is it? Yeah, no. Like I say, as good as the the reserve team football was was for me. I think there's obviously a limit of how much you, you want to play that, and it, it does come up a point where you you want to go and play proper football on a 
you know, three o'clock on a Saturday, you want to be playing, playing for three points and, you know, that's whatever level that is, I think that's what you want to be doing. So, they say, I, I had to drop down um, and then sort of work my way back up. But, um, yeah, it's like, like I keep saying, I would have loved to have played more games for Everton, but say, unfortunately for me, that just, it just wasn't to be. And, you know, you have to be realistic and, and look where you're going to go and make a career. So, um, yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, just that's just the way it worked out. Didn't you miss a, a big FA Cup tie against Chelsea while you were at Brentford through suspension? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, yeah, we, we, we drew, obviously drew Chelsea in the cup and we played Leighton Orient at home on the Tuesday night um, before the Saturday. Um, got booked first one. Was a bit of a debatable one for kicking the ball away, but it was sort of one of them. I just I've rolled it away. I've not volleyed it into the crowd or anything like that. <laughs> um, and that that was in the first half, and then ended up picking up a second yellow, sort of halfway through the second half as well. So um, yeah, maybe a bit of naivety. I think I might have been. I think that was the second year. So I think I was nineteen at the time. First first red card, and yeah, so against Leighton Orient on Tuesday, missed Chelsea on the Saturday. But <laughs> to be fair, thankfully the uh, the the boys. The boys got a good result against Chelsea at home, got a draw, so ended up playing in the replay at Stamford Bridge. So, um, yeah, thank, thankfully I, I got got the replay anyway, so it worked didn't work out too bad. Lesson learned, eh? Lesson learned. Um, yeah, as you say, got, you, wanted to, you wanted to prove yourself and you wanted to climb back up the ladder and you started to do that with, with, with Queen's Park Rangers. That, I mean, it, it's Brentford or streets ahead of Queen's Park Rangers now, but at the time that was a step up for you, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think so I was I was at Brentford five years in the end. Um and I just it just I, I needed some something new for me at, at that time. Um we say so we'd come we got promoted with Brentford and then we made it to the playoffs. Um and then the, the the squad sort of got picked apart a little bit. You know, a couple of lads left and you know we I, I felt like it was we were start we got so close and then we were starting starting from scratch again. Um and say so after five years I think I was just ready for something a new challenge myself. Um, I had a couple of options to be fair, and ended up ended up going to QPR. You say a big club in its own rights as well. Um, you say obviously Brentford have, have overtaken them now, but you know there was a time when they were, you know, a little bit um, similarly matched, if you like. So mm. they, they they had a, a project in mind. I went I went and spoke to them, and I liked the sound of it. Obviously. Say, so look back in hindsight, it didn't work out that way. But um, say, you know, you look back at your career. I, I did what I thought was right for me at the time. Unfortunately, you know, that one didn't work out so well. But you say you do what you think's best at the time and go with your gut. And um, yes, still had, had, had three seasons there, and say yeah. I think I played over hundred games for them as well. So um, you know, it, say good club with good support as well. Just unfortunately at that time. They were probably in a little bit of a transition, like I say, that that didn't work out the way anyone wanted it to work out. Really, did you enjoy yourself at Swansea City, Jake? Yeah, no, I love love Swansea. To be fair, it was it. I, I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't speak highly enough about the place. Um, probably like a lot of players when they first first rang, I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure about that. It's a, it's a bit bit far from home, to be fair. But um, I've got down there and, and loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know. Again, another club, one club city. Yeah. You know, you bump into people. Everyone just, everyone just wants you to do well. Everyone just wants the football club to do well. Um, and you know, it's a, a you know great place in the UK. It's just, um, 
yeah, no, it was like, couldn't speak highly enough about the place and had two and a half good years there. We, and say we just missed out again, you know, two, two playoff campaigns that we just couldn't quite get over the line, but, you know, a place where, you know, I look back and made friends for life, really. Mm. Um, so, say so I can't speak, couldn't speak highly enough about the club and, and the city. When you when you look at your career, Jake, and I was obviously looking at a few stats before this conversation. Wherever you've been since you left Everton, you've you've not missed many games at all, have you? That that's 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 a measure of the fitness levels and and the consistency as well. You, you, for somebody to play so long and not miss many games is 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 a testament to yourself. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm. I think I'm only five or six games short of five hundred now. Um, you know, and I'm not thirty for another couple of months yet. So, um, but I think and them things you said, the consistency, and obviously you need a bit of luck with injuries. But say you pick up things that when you're a young lad at Everton, and say you've got pros like Sylvan Distan, Phil Neville, Tony Everett, you know that group of pros that they had at the time. When you when you see them coming through, and you see how they conduct themselves, like I said before, the they you pick up habits, you know, and 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 things that you know that stick with you for the rest of your career. And I th- I, I think they they've definitely stood me in good stead. Like I said, obviously you need a bit of luck with injuries and things like that. But um, you say, thankfully, I say I picked up as much as I could at the time that I was mm. that I spent around them them types of people. And you say the upbringing that I got, I definitely think that's that they're things that I've taken with me for the rest of my career. It's clear that you you look back at your time at Everton, your Everton upbringing, and you're still very appreciative of 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 how it developed at Everton. No, no, yeah, like I say, it's it's it wasn't just it wasn't just as as a footballer. It was you know it was the 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 life principles that you that they, they taught you as well how to, how to conduct yourself. Um, you know, just you just little things, you know, like timekeeping and you know just self discipline things really that you look back and at the time you thought were normal, but until you leave and see how other lads from certain other academies conduct themselves, you realise that they're not normal, you know, so it's, um, you know, yeah, I, 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 you know, if I was to have a son that was to play football, I wouldn't want them to, to grow up anywhere other than, than, mm-hmm. than Everton, if, you know, if they were, if they were good enough, because they like say, there's, there's, it is more than just a football club. It's, uh, you know, it's, like I keep saying, it's just, um, yeah, they give, give gave me a lot more than than just football. So, what about the future then, Jake? As you say, you, you, you're not thirty for another couple of months, and you, you're not shy of five hundred games. You've still got a good few hundred games left in you. Have you started to consider coaching or anything like that? Um, yeah, it's something I'm, I'm thinking about. I do need to to crack on with the coaching badges. To be fair, um, I'm not sure if that's definitely a road I want to go down yet, but I definitely want to. I want to give it a go, see 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 if I enjoy it or not. Um, so it's, it's something I need to get cracking on with in the next couple of years. Really, say so hopefully I've got a good few more years playing yet. But it's you know the coaching is probably something I need to to get on with sooner rather than later. Really, just to, to say I want to see if that's something I, I would enjoy and say hope I've worked under enough good coaches to hopefully picked up a few more things to you know, stand me in good stead if that's what I want to do. And still Everton's youngest ever European player, which is something to be proud of, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. I think to be fair, I'd I've had it for a few years. I'd I'd, I'd love someone to, to to go and break it because it would obviously mean that you know the club are back in Europe, which would obviously be great. So 
I say I've had it for a few years, but you know, if if someone wants to go and break it in the next few years, you know, I'll be made up because it obviously mean, you know, things are going a little bit better than they have been in the last couple of years. It'd be nice to get back into Europe, but surely you want to keep your record, don't you? You 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 wouldn't mind a kid coming in if he, as long as he was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, if he, if he was a couple of days older, I wouldn't mind that either. To be fair, <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> Jake it's been brilliant to catch up with you congratulations on a fabulous career and as we say there's still hundreds of more games to come and uh, all the best to you down there at Coventry City thanks for your time no thanks Darren good to catch up mate thank you very much